0: politicians always seem to have the best perks that they get for themselves and their families and their extended loved ones. But you don't. And what's funny is we're the ones who put them in their power. We're the ones who gave them their job and we pay their salary with our tax money. Huh? Pretty funny, isn't it? I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Here's the deal. I want to start off with this Senate race in Pennsylvania. And no, I'm not going to get into analysis of a Senate race I'm just going to jump off of that with an example of where I'm going with a completely different topic, but an interesting topic nonetheless. So in Pennsylvania, most of the primaries are over. You're getting the candidate that you got. And in Pennsylvania, well, and in, in the Senate, it, the a margin of, uh, of majority is going to be very slim. It's going to be a slim margin either side. So every race counts. And we have the Oprah discovered Dr. Oz and Dr. Oz uh, outside of being, you know, the one candidate who just a couple of years ago was for gun control, was for uh, transgender surgery, was supporting Hillary Clinton, having him having her on his show. uh, He's now supposedly a conservative and you you're stuck voting for him because Sean Hannity said so. You know, when we had a perfectly good challenger and uh, Kathy Burnett, I think her name was, but you know, Sean Hannity couldn't have that, had to be Dr. Oz, had to coax Donald Trump into supporting him and endorsing him, and then blasting his challengers on his radio show all day. So we're stuck with that. But And that's because of the GOP base mostly gets their information from Fox News, and they don't get it from the good Fox News, although a lot of them do get it from Tucker, but The good Fox News, like Tucker Carlson and and Dan Bongino and Mark Levin, they get it from the dinosaurs like Hannity, who uh, think, you know, vote GOP and we need uh, an electable, whatever electable is. You know, this person's electable. Why? Because they say squishy crap. Yeah, so they're electable. Most electable people that I've heard are electable. Never get elected. Right, Mitt Romney? Right, John McCain? For president, at least. So... He's going up against John Fetterman. This guy, (laughs) former lieutenant governor, bald guy, always wearing a a Trayvon Martin Carhartt hoodie, like he's a man of the people. This guy, like Karl Marx, spent most of his adult life living on his parents' couch and espousing communism. Karl Marx did both of those, too. (laughs) Karl Marx was the creator of communism. And he slept on his parents' couch And his mom really gave him a lot of grief for that Go look that up He's also the same guy who chased down some black kids who he With a gun He had a gun and he chased down some black kids Because they were shooting off fireworks And he thought they were shooting Yeah, He's the same guy who's running around Trying to be the working man While he lives in his bougie condo That his sister sold him for a dollar And he uh, <laughs> He He has a little interesting tidbit about him that, you know, is kind of funny. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Fetterman opposes school choice for the poor or school vouchers for the poor. He sends his kids to one of PA's priciest prep schools, $35,000 a year. You know, you could pay a kid, a licensed teacher, you know, 21, 25-year-old. I don't want to say kid, but, you know, a young teacher to come to your house and homeschool at thirty-five grand a year. I mean, come on. But his kid gets to go to a $35,000 a year prep school, which is a pretty daggone expensive prep school, at least in Virginia terms, if he was down here. Um, so he's not a man of the people. But he gets to send his kids to a $35,000 a year school, and you don't. This is where I'm going. I'm getting into the school choice aspect of things, because right now... Schools are a joke, critical race theory. So we're going to teach your kid that he was born white and, uh, he should be, you know, riddled with, with guilt because his ancestors, what did Ben fold say, uh, because my great, 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 great granddaddy was somebody's great, 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 great granddaddy slave. It wasn't my idea. I was just going to the store for some preparation H anyways. Um, yeah. Rocking the suburbs, right in the bridge. It's the best part of the song. But your kids are being inundated with all types of craziness in their school system. But yet Mr. Fetterman over here gets to send his kid to the bougie school, the high dollar school. And in fact, when things start to get revamped, we start to see the roaches flee. Like when Glenn Youngkin was elected governor here in Virginia and focused on schools. Suddenly all these teachers are going, oh, I'm going to I'm going to resign You know, in Oklahoma, a teacher resigns after critical race theory was banned from the curriculum. This is from the post-millennial. Norman, Oklahoma teacher, Summer Boismere, quit her high school teaching job after being put on leave for, for providing students with links to critical race theory material and racial gender ideology. According to the Daily Caller, Oklahoma Education Secretary Ryan Walters said, quote, the best and brightest and good teachers do not want to indoctrinate kids. That goes against the very fabric of what it means to be a good teacher. They went on to say, in the state of Oklahoma, we want teachers that are there to empower students and and not indoctrinate them or brainwash them. In May, Oklahoma passed a House Bill, 1775, which specifically prohibits any teaching that promotes the idea that one race is superior over another, critical race theory, is a form of essentialism that defines individuals by their racial and ethnic identity groups and then assigns them from a place within structures and hierarchies of power. Not only that, it's a basis from communist critical theory, which was the same as critical race theory, but it was not race. It was based on class. So uh, they're teaching your kids all of this stuff. They want to teach kids in kindergarten all these different things about you know, trannyism, you know, uh, you were born a girl, but just because you played with, with toys, uh, like tanks and GI Joes, we're going to, you know, surgically implant a schlong on you and, and, cut your hair and, you know, give you implant or take, take your breast away and make you a boy. Um, that kind of stuff is happening in schools. And if you're in a position to have to put your kid in public school, because you don't have any choice, that doesn't really work out so well because now you don't have any way to combat this unless you go to your school board. Well, school board backtracks after parents speak out against submitting student athlete data to Bill Gates link platform. The, and um, this is from the children's health defense network. So see you, there's one or two ways of going about fighting this. You go to the school boards and pressure them. Although the FBI may put you on a list because that's what they do. Now, but in certain instances Like in Oklahoma, passing the legislation Going against critical race theory Steps are being made But this isn't happening on a grand scale We've got little pockets of this And although those pockets are good things And we're happy they're happening The degradation in schools is attacking you And your kids And you have no way of avoiding it Unless you make a, you know Make a scene at a at a school board, but yeah, school board backtracks after parents speak out against submitting student athlete data to a Bill Gates linked platform. Um, one of the things that is really something everybody is striving for, which I'm I'm pretty excited about, is school choice. And see, this is the thing that people should be aware of. School choice is the the best way to fight this because then it becomes an economic situation. Then it gets, then the market gets to decide whether or not the indoctrination of kids in schools is effective and shall remain as a going concern as we like to call it in business. A going concern means that the business is assumed to be operating on a regular basis because it's a business. We want it to keep going and keep working, right? So School choice is actually the one way that you can combat it. The problem is everybody's fighting against it. One state fighting against it that is one is Arizona. And check this out. Parents overwhelm Department of Education website in Arizona to apply for the ESA credit of up to $7,000. Now, that's not going to do a big dent if you're putting your kids in John Fetterman's uh, Prep school but it does help people like Myself who are, are putting In our kids in private school Um so This is basically the details of it with nearly 7,000 becoming available for every K through 12 student to attend A private school or to be homeschooled Through the recent expansion of the empowerment Scholarship accounts the Arizona Department of Education's website Has been overwhelmed with parents seeking To apply So Huh <laughs> And why wouldn't they apply when you have to send your kids to a school that may be doing something like they tried to do in a high school in Los Angeles? <laughs> Listen to this. This is, I kid you not, a real thing. Norwalk La Mirada Unified School District announces today that they are no longer moving forward with a proposed Planned Parenthood clinic inside a high school after receiving massive backlash from the local community and parents. (laughs) Yeah, rightfully so. And so Arizona's fighting back with the school vouchers. In Florida, they're fighting back too. This is from uh, Governor DeSantis, the great Governor DeSantis in Florida. Quote, we must fight the woke in our schools. We must fight the woke in our businesses. We must fight the woke in our governmental agencies. We can never, ever surrender to woke ideology. So DeSantis gets it. And that explains why, based on an article from Changing America, nearly two million fewer students have enrolled in public schools. (laughs) Nearly two million. A lot of this is because of the pandemic. And what did the pandemic give us? Well, it gave us two things. The first thing it gave us was the fact that the pandemic erased two decades of progress in math and reading. The results of a national test show just how devastating the last two years have been For nine-year-old school children, especially the most vulnerable. Yeah, that's from the New York Times. In math, black students lost 13 points compared with five points among white students, widening the gap between the two groups. Research has documented the profound effect of school closures and what they had on the individual, on low-income students, and on black and Hispanic students, in part because students are more likely to continue remote learning for longer periods of time. So lockdowns failed. Lockdowns were given to you mostly by Democrat governors and the schools failed because of that. So you've gotten that, but then you got the small blessing of COVID that allowed us to see all of the insidious teaching, all of the indoctrination that was being espoused through the remote learning. And so we were able to see it. We were able to go to school board meetings and, and, You know, petition against it. See, this is the thing. School choice must happen if education continues its activism trajectory. Citizens should not be paying for substandard indoctrination through tax dollars of citizens, many who don't even utilize this service. I mean, think about that. Many of us, like myself, we're paying twice for school. Once to fund the public school and then the other to put our kids in private schools because the public schools failed. Some will say, well, you're paying for private school when you could just use the public school, which is supposed to elevate the local communities. Well, guess what? That's the wrong mental approach. Government exists by the consent of we, the people. We pay our taxes to have certain needs uh, certain needs met that the free market not all, all the time can necessarily meet, like military, you know, certain things like that. Um, you can't really have a corporate military. That's not going to work out in your best defense. Uh, it's, especially nowadays, corporations are fighting against conservatives So wouldn't want to have a corporate military But if we're going to consent to having government schools, which I never wanted Then they should be effective and worth utilizing And the recent meteoric rise in private school enrollment speaks volumes to the failure of government schools I mean, throw in the activist teachers that are up there with their pink hair, talking with their rainbow flags and their Black Lives Matter shirt. And they're talking about how they want to tell your kids about their lesbian lovers date night. You know, I mean, and they're doing this in kindergarten with drag queens dancing on cafeteria tables, twerking in their face. You put all that in there. And they're teaching your children that they're born racist, that their country was founded on racism, racism. And then we should have drag queens twerking in front of them in the, you know, in the foyer. It's no wonder private school enrollment is number one with a bullet. (laughs) I mean, think about it. We pay twice, though. Once because we have to pay the public schools. And the second because we have to pay for a solid education we didn't get in the public schools. So we, the people, should fire the public school and be refunded the taxes we paid for a failed system. We should be able to use that money for. The private school that we send our kid to. I mean, in a perfect republic, we shouldn't even be having this argument because the government schools shouldn't exist. You know, churches, nonprofit organizations, they probably would be more effective at teaching. They used to be more effective at teaching until the church was vilified and God needed to be removed by the communists like John Dewey back in the turn of of the 1900s. And uh, now we've got what we've got. Woke ideology, rampant in schools, indoctrination, for the the communist but since we do have these government schools if we're funding the collapse of this program then we have to go elsewhere and have those needs met we should be refunded of our tax money and those that want to use that failed public school system they can use it if they want they can if they agree with all that suburban soccer mom karen with her boxed wine and her little K plus eight haircut. Yeah. Who's going to speak to the manager. Um, You want to send your kids there because you want to virtue signal to your neighbors that you're just a good, decent person because you want to affirm everybody's uh, transgender dysphoria. And, and, you know, you want to support their decision to chop off their schlong and get a, get an any put in, then send your kids to that failed public school. But us, we don't want to use it. <laughs> we just, I mean, we're on slim budgets as it is. And you're, you're placing all of us in a position to where we don't have that choice, especially some of the lower income individuals that have no choice but to go to a school system like that. One where they, they don't have the means to pay for private school. And then you have people like Obama shutting down the charter schools that they have to sit through a lottery to hope to win. Go watch the documentary Waiting for Superman. It is the most eye-opening thing, and it is an example of, of, about how, whether it be healthcare, whether it be schools, uh, charter schools, wh- whatever the case may be, when government takes it over, then this, the resource is now uh, scarce. And that means for you to utilize the resource when you could have just paid for it, a point-of-sale contact between you And the entrepreneur who owns healthcare, who owns a private school, it now gets rationed. And now you have to sit in a giant auditorium and watch people roll these dice and call out your number and hope that you won the lottery to put your kids in a good school. Because right now, you don't get the choice. But the choice is growing, and hopefully it grows to a fever pitch by all of us sending our kids to private school to the point where the public school's have no one else left to teach. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. So we've been talking about firing your school and getting a refund and paying for your own school. Um, we talked about how they were talking about in L.A. setting up this uh, Planned Parenthood function. Listen to this. Um, on ASCDs and CDCs, WSCC, which is whole school, whole community, whole child community-healthy school model. According to this U- UCLA document, Planned Parenthood is a potential community school collaborative, restorative justice, and SEL, etc. as well. For context, in California, young minors may leave school to obtain many services at Planned Parenthood. In 2019, a CTA civil rights and ed, ed subcommittee voted wanting minors to be able to obtain, quote, gender identity conforming hormone therapy Without the, without the barrier of parental permission, that's unbelievable. Um, Planned Parenthood operating at a school wellness center has started in California with the pressure, uh, with their pressure and possible future legislation passed. Could hormone blockers eventually be prescribed as a healthy school and health equity? Unbelievable. ACSD, the Association for Supervision and Curriculum Development, is the organization working with the CDC on the whole school, whole community, whole child model to join education and healthcare. The whole child initiative was launched in 2007. Along the lines of a brief uh, in systemic racism and healthy equity, the CDC has been vocal about their opinion and stance on this. That's unbelievable. And see how they tie all this in. And this is what your school is teaching. They're tying in Planned Parenthood abortion, uh, gender affirming therapies and surgeries and racism. it's none of that has to do with reading, writing, arithmetic, actual history. I mean, you can't even talk about real history. Anymore, You look at what they're doing with the 1619 Project, talking about how slavery is where it was all started in America. An American Historical Association president gets schooled by the woke mob. This is from Fox News, and it goes into this whole whole concept. Um, The man who was at the helm of the American uh, Historical Association is James Sweet, a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and he is the latest public academic figure to debase himself in a cultural revolution-style apology for saying perfectly normal things. And what was his offense? In his August column in AHA's magazine, Perspectives on History, he questioned whether teleological presentism was hurting the discipline. Basically, it's a fancy term. It's not a complicated one. It means looking at the past through a lens of current moral, social, and political judgments. Sweet criticized the historical content like the 1619 Project, which argues that slavery is at the center and most important event in American history. So this guy is, you know, calling it out, and then he gets just bombarded by woke scourds, and then he turns around and has to apologize, which he really shouldn't have. But this is what's happening in your schools, and you should be aware of it, and this is why I say, fire your public school and get a refund and pay for your own private school or homeschool or you know put them where you see fit it's your child and that's what the school voucher school choice should be all about i'm adrian slade thanks for tuning in check out the podcast itunes soundcloud stitcher google play spreaker you can also donate anchor.fm slash adrian slade support you can also uh, follow me on twitter at adrian slade show uh, on gab getter Um, I think it's under Rants Out Loud on those. Uh, Truth Social is Rants Out Loud. Um, And we'll see you guys next time. God bless. Have a great Labor Day weekend.